Well, hey, how's everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in to Chatting with Country. I am Sadan Long, and this is Wednesday. It might not be Wednesday when you listen to it, but we are recording it on Wednesday. And what we're doing is we're starting a series of wellness Wednesdays. And each Wednesday, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about mental health, physical health, Maybe even some financial health mixed in there somewhere in there. And tonight, we're just going to kind of give you a little bit of an overview of what you could expect week to week from country and I. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you and let's get started. Well, you know, I figured since you kicked off Wellness Wednesday on Grown, Rich and Fit on Facebook that we just go ahead and take it you know, to another level to where we can hopefully and intentionally, right, capture more people to want to join this movement. I feel like it can be very catchy and just wellness as a whole is very, very important. And so on today, we just want to speak on self talking, positive self-talk, self-love, affirming who you are. Uh, For example, we are so prone to saying what we can't do. I, I can't go for a walk because I'm tired and I didn't rest or I can't fit into that dress or I'll never find the someone to love me in the way that I, I need to be loved or whatever. So in reverse and a positive, you know, note to that is I'm worthy. You know, I will find someone that'll love me for me. I will be able to uh, fit in those clothes and the dress that I want to fit in. Right. And I will be able to go for a walk or exercise or run. So it's just a mindset thing that we are going to be discussing over these weeks and putting together different plans and Sadan is very, very great at that. <laughs> Look, cause it's not me, but putting together plans that'll be downloadable for you all um, to just go back and read and have access to. So go ahead, Sadan, you wanna kick it off? Let's kick it off. Well, we, tonight we wanna talk about positive self-talk and the thing about positive self-talk and I'll use myself as an example. Once you get yourself to love yourself, it changes how you deal with everybody. It changes the amount of courage you have in regard to getting more money on your job. Um, It changes the way you feel about your body and what you put in your body. Um, It changes the amount of risks that you're willing to take. Um, For me, once that inner voice started to change, because as you know, if you've been following, you know, I've had weight loss. I've been fired a couple of times. I've become a best-selling author. I changed careers after four. I've done a lot. But once I started to see the progress that I was making, it changed everything. Because now, instead of being, as some people would call it, pick me, you know, and I'm speaking from an employment standpoint where I'm waiting to get promoted waiting for them to discover my talent because I started to see myself as someone who was moving the needle and someone who was someone that even if they wouldn't pay me, somebody else would, it changed what I would settle for. Mm -hmm. So once you start to identify yourself as someone who is more than capable, now you don't just take whatever job they're offering. You know, one of the first times I noticed that my self-talk was off was when I was having a conversation with one of my friends who was a CEO and I was telling her about this job I wanted. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really qualify for it. Um, they probably not going to promote somebody in my age group. You know, they probably want to promote somebody younger. And what she said to me is just walk in there and tell them either you give me the job or I'm quitting. And I was shook. Like, really? Why would I do such a thing? And once she started to talk me through it, I realized, well, I'm the person who's making the money. 
I'm the person who's allowing you to be successful. So if you get what you want, then I should be able to get what I want. So that's the first time I saw self-talk really change for me. Um, the next time was when I started becoming an entrepreneur. And I remember someone saying to me, I'll be happy when you make it. And five years ago, that would have crushed me. It would have made me upset. It would have it would have had me in my feelings. You know? Why? Tell me why that would have had you on your feelings. Well, because I would have been judging my success by the outcome, you know, by how much money did I make this year? How much more money did I make than somebody else? You know, how many books did I sell? I would, it would have all been about these goals. And what I started to realize is what we don't do is we don't give ourselves the credit for the progress that we made, you know, because maybe you haven't lost a hundred pounds yet, but maybe you lost 10. So for me, I started looking at the progress and the gains and how I was doing from day to day, as opposed to you ain't made it yet. <laughs> because a lot what? of times that's what we mess up. I was, um, having a conversation with my goddaughter mm -hmm. um, today after school and she said you know the reason why I called you and I said well what's wrong and she is one to not express her feelings she keeps them mm -hmm. in um, and, and you know something's wrong right mm -hmm. and so I said what's wrong and she said well, one of my friends hurt my feelings. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, she kept hitting me and I told her to stop and I hit her back. And she told me that I was too sensitive, you know? And so then I said, okay, well, let's talk. Because first of all, if, if this made you cry, it's something more to it, right? Than just you know, what you're saying and what does she mean by you're too sensitive? And I told her, you know, you can have your moments, you know, is your menstrual coming up? Did something happen at home? Do you need or want something? What can I do to help? Right. Because mm -hmm. you're, maybe this is something that you and your friend do all the time. And on this day, it triggered you to cry, you know, to hit her back. You know, so Absolutely. um and it's she okay shared yeah, well, but she shared, you know, just a little bit more and it was one of them things to where, honey, you are beautiful mm -hmm. and you need to tell yourself this mm -hmm. just because you know people have weaved down to their butts and they got these lashes on, and this is her norm, right? They wear these cut down shirts. You don't have to be like them, it's okay to stand out. And so I was having that positive self-talk with her, you know, today. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of young girls, young uh, fellas out there, too, Absolutely. that's in these predicaments like that, you know? Well, here's the thing, you know, just to kind of to, to, to bring it down. Like, people, you have to be happy with things that you can control, you know? You have to be happy with how hard you work. Like, so I'm did you get the job or not? So not to cut you off, but no. did you? They they fired everybody but me. Then they came back, they offered me 10 grand. Then when they downsized my department, they gave me another job. So, but they never promoted you. No, which is why I left and became the best-selling author. So okay. it, it worked out and it didn't work out. I got more money. I didn't get the position I wanted. But then when the industry started to become kind of questionable, instead of me continuing to work in that industry, that's what really started to force me to focus on creating my exit strategy. What industry do you mind sharing? Like what well, industry? I worked, in was? I worked okay. in for profit education. I was a recruiter and a retention specialist. And what I wanted to be was a director because prior to getting into education, I was a department head and a sales trainer. So when I came to education, I was really burnt out. Um, I've been fired a couple of times, even though I won a ton of awards and I just didn't really feel worthy 
of being mm-hmm. a leader because mm-hmm. everybody told me I sucked. And if I was getting fired, then obviously I wasn't good. So do you feel like with everybody coming to you, telling you, you know, you unworthy or you not doing this job right, you tend to take on that? You tend to feel like these things? Absolutely, because a lot of times we're trusting the word of other people. So then tell us, how did you turn that around? What did you do to positive talk yourself through that? Well, I started looking at, at what I was doing well and what, for me, a lot of times, especially in the workplace, it's like you're not going to ever get what you deserve. And you have to understand that. At no point, if you're good at your job, do they want to promote you? Because they have to replace you if they promote you. And if mm-hmm. you're the best person that they have and they take you and put you in a different position, who's going to do that job now? Mm-hmm. So what I started to realize was like, oh, they're not promoting me because I'm good. And they're not going to tell me how good I am because if they tell me how good I am, then they know I want more money or I'll leave. But what if you're not as good as you think you are? And that could just be why you're not getting a promotion. I do understand what you're saying too, though, because yes, that does happen often, right? But then what if somebody needs to face the facts, right? Face your reality, face your truth. They know you're not good enough for this. So no, you're not as good as that's like a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, every time he get off the bench and he go in, all he do is travel and, and get some fouls. And so then you back on the bench, but in his head, he feel like, you know, I get out there and I'm moving and grooving and, and, and I can get it done. And it's like, but no, that's why you riding the bench. Well, like the old gospel song says, after you've done all you can, <laughs> you just stand. And where even with my clients, you know, you have to understand if you're not doing your best. You have to understand if you're not putting everything that you could possibly put into being the best version of you. You know, literally, I have a checklist. You know, did I do my best today? And that's like the top question. Did I do my best today? Because if I didn't do my best, then there are things that aren't going to go in my favor just simply because I didn't put up forth enough effort. So if you're somebody who's in a situation where you're not getting promoted, you have to be honest with yourself. Am I on time? Is my work on time? Is my work quality work? And if those things aren't in place, then you shouldn't be looking for promotion. But if those things are in place, then now you can take that and use it to build up your self-esteem. So what if a person is doing this positive self-talk to themselves and now they come off looking more arrogant, you know, than anything to the world? Like, what do you say for somebody like that? Somebody might be like, oh, they is just so full of fluff. You know, you need to tone it down a notch. Like, what would you say to somebody like that? Well, you do not have to broadcast in rooms that it doesn't matter and that's where it gets tricky you know because i do think you do need to 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 be honest with yourself you do need to say okay i am doing great i am positive but what you don't need to do is throw it in other people's face every time they make you feel bad you know you shouldn't be using it as a weapon you know i know there were times when really i would be in that ego or somebody would say something that would hurt my feelings and then I would want to use all of my success as a weapon. You know, well, you ain't got this and you ain't done this and you don't do that and you don't know this. You know, but if you have to do that, then you're not doing a good job of being truly authentic. You know, so that's the first thing. Like, why am I even saying this? Why am I defending myself? Because really, if you're bragging, is it because you're trying to get people to see something in you that you're not doing enough work to show them. You know, I had a person one time say something that was very hurtful to me. And what I in turn was able to say to myself is that, well, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job of demonstrating who I am. Wasn't in your younger years? Or- no, this was like maybe six months ago. And 
if I'm not doing a good enough job of communicating who I am, my value is going to be underappreciated. You know, I think people sometimes have to look at you and be able to see it. You know, we call ourselves Christians, for example, but then we get mad when people disrespect us. But if you are as a human being walking in love and kindness, then what else can people say other than that person's loving and kind? You you don't have to talk about it because you live it. You know, one of the things when we first started talking about doing this, I'm like, I kind of live, I live this stuff. You know, the stuff I say, you know, about mental health, I do journal, I do meditate. You know, I do after I do positive affirmations. I do write down regularly the things that I'm doing well and the things that I need to improve on. So I wouldn't tell someone to do it if I wasn't doing it. But and you feel point, like those things that you just named, they do help absolutely. if people utilize the tools. Absolutely. You know, if you sit down in the morning and write down the things that you're grateful for. You know, if you sit down and write down the things you're grateful for, if you write down the things that you did well today, and you write down the things that you want to improve upon, and then you actually do them and track them, how can you not improve? Because now you're making your mind aware of it. Now you're tracking it. You're inspecting it. You know, I literally try as much as possible not to say anything negative. And at the end of the day, how did I do in regard to being positive today? You know, scale of one to 10, was I five? Was I seven? Was I 10? I'm trying to be positive. And if you start working on trying to be positive, you'll get more comfortable saying something kind or something nice or not saying anything at all than you will as saying something negative. Mm-hmm. You know, but most people, you're around negative people, you get comfortable saying negative stuff. And when you try to say something positive, the people around you shut it down. So now you're going to have to maybe do what Moses did. Be on the backside of Egypt for a little while. Do what Jesus did. Go away for 40 days. So you might have to separate yourself from some of the people who are keeping you from being in a positive state of mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Set some boundaries. Exactly. You know, because at some point people are going to get it. They're going to start saying, oh, I can't say that type of stuff around you. Not because you're judging them or because you make them feel bad, but because literally you won't engage. You know, when I worked in the workplace and I worked in the office space, you know, in education, it was like it was real gossipy and real catty. And I had resigned in myself that I wasn't going to participate in gossip. So people stopped gossiping with me because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say nothing negative. But I had learned from my pastor who never engaged in gossip to just say something positive and keep it moving and people will stop bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden nobody's talking behind my back saying I said something about somebody because I don't engage in that type of behavior. And I don't have that type of energy around me. And you know what happened? All of a sudden, I started getting invited into leadership meetings. You know, all of a sudden, I started having better relationships with our regional corporate people. All of a sudden, I started having a better relationship with my president because I wasn't one of the people who was always negative and always complaining and always caught up in some mess. So now people see you differently, which is why I say your positive self-talk and your developing a more positive mind state has an effect on how much money you make, you know, because people will never see you as a leader if you always somebody in the middle of the gossip. How do you promote somebody who is constantly got people complaining about them? Or constantly with the underperformers talking about the boss. Because essentially what you're doing is you're now 
putting yourself in a negative light to the people who pay you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, that stuff plays a role. I literally, on purpose, started walking into the meeting, shaking everybody's hand, looking everybody eye to eye, telling everybody good morning. As opposed to coming in the meeting, sitting down, huffing and puffing about, oh, man, this meeting started at 730. I don't know why we got to be here at 730. No, now I'm showing up at 725. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good to see you. How you doing? Great to see you. Good morning. And now the energy in the room changes. The view of me changes. But I'm doing it on purpose. Because I want to see a change in myself. And then what will happen is if you actually are working hard and you stand out of negative behaviors and you stand out of negative conversations, then you'll start to have people talk you up. <laughs> Man, he's just he's just so fun to be around. Man, he's just such good people. And now you'll have people evangelizing for you. You know, you'll have people now wanting to introduce you to their brother or their best friend or you know, their neighbor. I always tell people, you know, that self-talks is like one of the most important conversations that you'll ever have in your life. Absolutely. Because this world will tear you to pieces. And when you're all alone with nobody to call on, you know, outside of, of your higher power, Right. When mm -hmm. you're all alone, all you got is you. What was the me, myself, and I is all I got in the end? Right. right. That's what they found out. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um being able to stand in that mirror and look at yourself to build yourself back up. And granted, you may need to step out and, and seek some type of person that's like not in your inner circle Absolutely. or whatever. But those conversations that um that you bring about with yourself to build you know more positive than negative things going in a, a healthy mind changes the dynamic of everything if you got a healthy mind it changes the way people see you like you was talking about when i go in the room i shake hands and i'm looking them in their face right if mm. your mind is healthy right when you step out people are looking trying to see what it is you got going on what what is it about them you know, and it's just all of the, the positivity that you have blooming on the inside waiting to share it. And at this point, it's like, I don't care if people receive it or not. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be who I am. But I'm always going to be open to criticism. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that more than one person is saying, then I'll take a look at it. But um, this today is just our intro to more things to come as far as um what are we calling it well well wednesday well beloved wednesday which one well what do we want to be well <laughs> beloved wednesday well beloved wednesday be well beloved be well be well beloved be well beloved my beloved my beloved see we're gonna have positive self my precious things my beloved all right, I got it. Yeah. But again, if you go back to what you're saying, you know, if you are constantly doing the right thing, then you can, can stand firmly and say, I don't engage in the gossip. You know, I work hard. I treat people with respect. And even if I haven't gotten what I'm supposed to get yet, I do know that I am on the path to getting it. So that's one of the things that we, and we start talking about it is does, does our work line up with our words? Mm -hmm. You because know, the one thing that when you go back and you look in the Bible, they had to say, your God is God. You know, what happened when times got hard? We, we didn't change, you know, what happened? I, I don't I don't curse people out. I don't treat people bad. So now, even if I don't have a million dollars, I know that 
I could sleep good at night because I did not value, I did not violate my core values. I did not violate what I believe in. You know, I honored myself. I kept my word. I was a person of integrity. You know, because the thing with positive self-talk is that you could say, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful, I'm special, I'm great. But if you then go out into the world and you do a bunch of things that don't line up with that, then you're not going to get the results that someone who truly is beautiful and wonderful and special and great gets. You know, and that's where, you know, we want to try to to focus. We don't just want to be fluff or arrogant because a lot of times arrogance is just like, where's the proof? Like you say you this, but I can't see where you really are this person. You definitely have to show some action. You know, like you telling me, you know, you a Christian, but I'm watching you still on our job. You telling me you a Christian, you a believer that you a person, you know, above reproach, but I'm looking at you be late every day. You know, I'm looking at you lie. I'm looking at you gossip. I'm looking at you and you're telling me something that's not lining up with your actions. So of course, when you violate your own code and you get the results of violating your code, you feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell somebody that you're not going to steal and then you go steal. Now you get caught and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm in this situation. Yeah, but you knew better, but you didn't do better. So we want to make sure that we're able to, to look at progress and look at, are we doing our best and are we honoring ourselves? Because if you become an honorable person, the world just opens up for you. You know, an honorable, high character person, somebody always vouching for you. You know, you need a job and you a high character, high honor person who keep, who's positive and hardworking, somebody gonna recommend you. You know, because they can trust you. You know. In the book, you know, when I wrote God Wants You to Dominate, you know, like we talked about many are called, but few are chosen. Like, yeah, a lot of people are called, but only so many going to get chosen because all, there are only so many people who are really going to let their yes be yes and their no be no. You know, so when we start saying. Hmm, so let me ask you something because you you kind of uh, and it, it, it's a little off topic, but. What do you think this is all for life? What do you, you know, if God is God and he can eliminate Satan and get mm-hmm. rid of all of this hateful, sinful stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think it's all for? Well, I think that because we don't honor ourselves, it gives room to the foolishness, you know, that, you know, the world seems to be so full of right now because even if you look at it from the standpoint we have more than enough food you know we have more than enough opportunities you know we have more of everything but yet for some reason we lust for more you know but if god is the creator but he gave you free will well uh, but keep stay with the thought though if God is the creator, and mm-hmm. I understand that we have free will, he gave us the, the right mm-hmm. to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, what is it all for? Knowing that our story is written, mm-hmm. he already knows the end result, right? Mm-hmm. What is it all for? So did did God just decide he wanted some toys to play with because he was alone? No, I think like, life... What do you think it was all, all I think for? life is meant to be a pleasurable experience. I think life is a gift. I think life is like an amusement park, so to speak. And we have to enjoy it. And it's meant to be enjoyed. I mean, it's meant to find a beautiful, wonderful partner. It's meant to be able to see sunsets. It's meant to be able to know what water feels like and sun on your face and you know, grazing in the grass and listening to music. It's meant to be this wonderful, joyous thing. And that's what I think life is for. Life is to be lived and enjoyed. You know, I think that 
if it was as God meant it to be, we would just really have this wonderful journey, you know, of loving each other and loving our parents and experiencing the joy of having parents and experiencing the joy of having a spouse, experiencing the, the joy of taking knowledge from one person and internalizing it and then giving it to our kids. And, and all of that would just be this wonderful, beautiful experience. And we wouldn't need guns. We wouldn't need war. We wouldn't get sick. You know, and we wouldn't, you know, have all this mental illness. You know, it'd just be this wonderful, beautiful existence. Because let me think about it. Have you ever just had a day where you just was like, everything's just nice and easy. The weather's great. You in a good mood. You ain't feeling no pain. And, and it's just like, wow, I just feel really good today. You know, so I feel like life is meant for your best day to be your whole life. But because we don't line up with the things that we need to line up with on a regular basis, it kind of goes away. Oh, but even when you do have it all like that, you know, the enemy still creeps in, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that adds to the question. If, you know, it's intended to be this and you're making all the choices for it to be like this and you're having your best day possible every day, mm -hmm. right? Then why is it that the adversary got to come and, and, and bother you, you know? Well, the Bible says that weapons will form, but they sh will not prosper. Yeah, and but they hurt you in that moment, you know? So... I understand that part too, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things that's understandable. I understand, you know, that, that we can pull scripture and things like that, but it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm living mm -hmm. and I'm making all these right turns. Mm -hmm. Right. And then here comes the test. Like with Joe, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'm here. Just take my life right now, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it is what it is. Like, why, you know, and, and that's the big question for everybody. Why do I have to endure this when you are God? Well, but here's but here's but here's another way to look at it. Why like, are people getting raped? You know, why are mass shootings happening? If you are God and you can eliminate all of this, I understand choices, mm -hmm. right? But and I'm only asking this like in this way because there's there's a person that's gonna be listening that mm -hmm. asked this question and I put it on Facebook and you know we got a few responses back, but I just thought I'd ask somebody else, you know. But I'm gonna say this though. I mean, I heard somebody say this one time, and they said that it is the bad times that make the good times seem so good. And I don't know what the specific question was from this particular person, but there's a certain joy in overcoming. You know, there's a certain joy that comes with the fruit of your labor. There's a certain joy that comes with the development of your body, you know. And I think that sometimes in the midst of the, the workout, in the midst of being stretched, in the midst of being pruned, we can't see the end result, but on the other side, you know, we become thankful for the affliction. And I'm not saying that, you know, somebody gets raped and that that isn't horrific or that somebody gets shot and that isn't horrific. But at the same time, some of the things that happen to us, they birth something within us that we did not know existed, you know. Again, like we were talking the other day, and I was like, man, if my plan had worked, I'd be at work right now, <laughs> somewhere, driving in a car, going to visit some manager in a store. You know, but God had a different plan. Now, it took me on some turns, and it took me through some heartaches, but at the same time, I look back over my life, and I think things over, as the song says, and I realize that those things work for my good. You know, I look back and I say, I I'm grateful for the affliction. I'm grateful that I was in the hospital because had I not been in the hospital, I would not have 
learn to appreciate this temple and do the right things with it, which means I would have never gotten the fruit of it. You know, had I not been fired, had I not gone broke, had I not been heartbroken, I would have never been motivated to do the things to put me in the position I am now. You know, it is it is the crying, <laughs> literally the crying at night that brought me here. And sometimes I think we have to be more aware of the fact that maybe we haven't quite reached the point that we're supposed to reach where we can look back and see the totality of whatever that experience was. You know, it's like sometimes, you know, you go to the doctor and you find out something that you didn't know you had, but because you had to go to the doctor now, they caught the cancer early, you know? And even when we are disobedient, we gotta be honest with our disobedience, you know, and say, hey man, I, I really just didn't do the right things. I didn't work hard. So if I got fired because I was always late, then I kind of brought that on myself. You know, even in relationships, you know, if I didn't treat the people right and I wasn't kind to them and I didn't listen to them, then can I really be mad at them for leaving me? Or am I going to just make it always everybody else's fault and never take any accountability? Now, I'm not, again, that's just my point of view. I think that even when things go bad, the way you react to the thing that went bad can make the bad thing good. And I realized that, you know, God ain't gave us all good. Mm -hmm. It says it rains on the just and the unjust. But depending on how you react to the bad, sometimes what happened to you is the very catalyst for the thing that drives you forward. You know, you might look in the mirror and be like, ooh, I look bad. Uh, somebody might say something about you that you don't like. And then that might be the thing that makes it click in your head. Like, oh, I got to get myself together. And that might be the thing that keeps you on the earth longer and keeps you in a better state of mind and uh, getting better results and having more joy. But in the time that you were off track, you were experiencing what, it, what comes with being off track. So for the person at home, you know, I would say, what are you doing with the life you have? You know, yes, I get that things do happen, but what are you doing with what you have? Like, are you grateful for what you have? And are you doing the most with what you have? Or are you just wishing that it was better? Because you might be the one who makes it better. You know, or you might be the one who births the child who makes it better. You know, or you might be the one who donates to something that helps the kid, you know, go to college who makes it better. <laughs> I'm in my head like preach, say that, say that, you know, because <laughs> that's it's all true, you know. Like even in the midst of it all, what are you doing? Like even I, in the midst of it all, what are you doing? You know. So, like, even though I get it, like, man, why is there war? You know, why is there, you know, why you know there's school shootings, you know? But let's just say. Had you gone to school and did what you were supposed to do and worked as hard as you were supposed to work, maybe now you'd be in Congress able to change gun laws. You know, who knows? You know, maybe you could be the person who discovers something to where now we don't need guns. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that, you know, in some kind of dreamy pie in the sky kind of thing. I'm saying that people are way smarter than they give themselves credit for. Mm -hmm. You know, people create and invent things every day. People have visions and get in the room with other people and create stuff. You know, there was no cell phones. There were no cordless phones. <laughs> there were no car phones, no smartphones. There was no laptops. You know, there was no earbuds, none of that stuff. 30 years ago. Television is not even 100 years old yet. So with that being said, all of that stuff is amazing. We got cars that are powered by batteries. Somebody's creating this stuff, inventing this stuff. 
you know, wasn't no Alexa when I was a kid. You know, we're no Google, Facebook. Hell, the fact that you're in Spokane, mm-hmm. and I'm in Gary. that people all over the world are going to hear. That wasn't possible 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago. So you can't really say, well, I could never do that because somebody had to do it. And I'm a firm believer, you know, that if you are doing with what, if you're doing what you're supposed to do with what God gave you, then he will give you more. He will give you more opportunity, more responsibility. Because he wants to get the glory. Why would I have a hard worker of high integrity and positivity and not give them a bigger stage? You know, we look at the one, the two, and the three, and the five. Was the one, the three, and the five, or the one, the two, and the five? Don't start with me. I don't be knowing offhand. Okay. Well, we're gonna say it's the one, the two, and the five, and if somebody correct us in the in the uh <laughs> the comments, we we'll accept the correction in Jesus' name. But the one that buried the talent, the one that didn't do nothing with it, the Lord took that talent and gave it to the one that had five. He did. You know, so why can't you be the one doing something with talent and the Lord take somebody who ain't doing nothing with it or who doing the wrong thing with it and take theirs and give it to you? You know, and a lot of people felt like, well, why he take it from him? Uh, Because, duh, he didn't do nothing with it. But what if he needed time? Well, how much time do you need? But again, you can't work on your time. (laughs) You got to work while it's day. Because you don't know when your last day is. You know, you have to, to take yourself more serious. You know, again, I am somebody who never saw myself being where I am. And now I'm here. And if you would have told me that I'd be here when I was there, I wouldn't have believed you because that wasn't even on my radar. You know, if you would have said, hey, you're going to be a best-selling author. Wouldn't have believed you. Wouldn't even think about writing a book. You know, you would have said, hey. So when it it comes down to self-talks, as you can see, it even works spiritually. And you have to have those moments because, again, going back to what I said in the beginning, sometimes it's just you, you know, and you Mm -hmm. have to stand, stand in that mirror and talk to yourself even when it comes down to spiritually. Um, And it's okay to do. No matter what nobody say, as long as your heart is guiding you, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're on the right track. Right. So work hard. Give yourself a chance. Even if you want to short. Just say, hey, I'm a I'ma trust God and work hard. <laughs> I'ma trust God and give it a try. I'ma trust God and do a little bit more. Lord, I don't know if this gonna work, but I'm gonna go and get up and go to the gym. And, yeah, and I ain't never heard of nobody, you know, not trying and, and and no results are there. You know, everybody that tries gets results, especially if you're trying in a positive way. You can be out there being a dick, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get those bad results. But if you for real committed, dedicated to what it is you're doing, giving it your best, then you get good results. You know, it'd be on us. But, um, but trying gives you a chance to assess and adjust. I tried. It didn't work. Now, let me assess what happened. Did I work hard enough? Did I not work hard enough? Did I do the right thing? Okay. So I, I, I did the right thing. I just maybe didn't do it long enough. And once you can start assessing it, then you can make the adjustments and say, okay, well, next time I do it, I'm going to do it like this. And well, now- but you know what? Some some uh, cultures don't even believe in the word try. You know, it's either you do or you don't. 
<laughs> you know, but it's a either, yeah, it is, but either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, you know? And so it's like, how much do I owe myself? Do I really love myself enough? And that's where those self-talks come in at that either right. I'm doing it or I'm not going to do it. And, you know, and eliminate the word try. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of burn the bridges and, Sometimes even when you try to cross bridges that you burn, you know, God will be like, nope, sorry. Because I know maybe about four years ago, I had a bit of a lull, you know, in my business. So somebody offered me an opportunity to get a gig. And I had gone on the interviews and I was just waiting on them to put together the offer letter. And they called me back and was like, nah. You know, we're closing some schools, so we're, we're going to have to rescind the offer. And then a couple weeks later, client, 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 big client, all paying, you know, my rate. And I ain't looked back since. So even when it was like, okay, well, maybe I am going to go get a nine to five. You know, God turned that thing around. You know, so what I'm saying is that you have to give enough effort long enough for God to do what God's going to do on your behalf. You know, and if you haven't reached it yet, it's just I haven't reached it yet. But I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. You know, and when you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing, like country says, you get the right result. But most of us want the results without the effort. And the Bible says faith without works. You know, because it's the works that shows God that you're someone he could trust. And if God can't trust you, why is he going to give it to you? you know, I'm going to give you more money so you could be more of a dick. Why? Yeah, I think that's why a lot of things aren't released to, you know, to us because... <laughs> If we get it, we just don't waste it. We ain't ready yet. I mean, maybe I could say it. We're not ready yet. You know, as much as we say we are, we really not. You yeah. know, and then if we keep our eyes on ourselves and not what the person next to us is doing, you know, how many people failed the test because they was looking at the person next to them? You Absolutely. know, comparison is so, the joy. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I just, I just think that if you are honest and honorable and hardworking consistently, God is going to recognize that. And in turn, he is going to honor your work. He is going to bless your hands. Your gift is going to make room for you. But there's a difference between a well-developed gift and talent. And a lot of us have talent, but we do not have a well-developed gift. So what ends up happening, if you make, if you go, if you're at home, just draw a pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid, that's talent. You know, everybody got it. Something they good at. They can cook, they can sew, they can sing, they can dance, they can do something. But the more you work at it, the more you stay faithful to it, the more you develop it, the more hours you put in on it, the higher you go up that pyramid. And the higher you go up the pyramid, the more blessings that come with it. You know, I mean, we look at a Steve Harvey. You know, Steve been telling jokes a long time. But then at some point, his faithfulness put him in a different category than somebody who is just funny and making jokes in the classroom. You know, you look at a, a, a basketball player, you know, somebody who's really good has played thousands of hours, has sacrificed tons of time to develop their gift. And then now you see them get a contract for millions of dollars. You know, what we typically want is we just want to be able to get up get in the choir and sing and expect it to come out like the person that's been going to choir rehearsal and trying to <laughs> practice the song at home in the bathroom. And, you know, we just think it just happens like that. 
And they need to still be at home in the bathroom practicing before they come to choir rehearsal. Right. <laughs> no. Because you can be someone who maybe doesn't sing as well or who isn't as talented as someone else, but your hard work will put you in a much higher class than them professionally. Like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really run as fast as she do. But I know the plays better. So I get to where I'm supposed to be sooner than she does. You know, she might be a little bit better of a player than I am, but she don't listen to the coach. So now you do all these things to disqualify yourself. And then you don't get rewarded. Right. You know, but God wants to give you something. That's why. You know, we have the Be Well Beloved Wednesday because God is preparing you for something. You know, God is trying to put you in a position to give you more. God is trying to give you something in the midst of COVID, in the midst of recessions, in the midst of all of this chaos around us to sustain you and your family. You know, he's trying to put you on a higher level, but he got to be able to trust you to get you there. Because if he gives it to you and he can't trust you, then how does he get the glory out of it? You know, if he give you your blessing and you give all your blessing away, then what happens? Now you got nothing. Your blessing came, you tricked it all off on cars and riders living. Now what? You got nothing left. So not only do we want to prepare you, we want to give you the tools so that you can then save your household. You know, so that you can teach your neighbor, your daughter, your sister, your niece, the same things that you're learning and it could bear fruit in their life. You know, Because at the end of the day, this is about you. It's about what you leave to your family. Are you going to be the good man who leaves an inheritance to his children's children? Or are you just going to be somebody who was disobedient and bitter? Because if you're disobedient, inevitably you're going to be disappointed, which is going to lead to you being bitter. If you don't work hard, what are some characteristics of being bitter? Always complaining, never fulfilled, you know, never happy, never satisfied, never able to be content. You know, I mean, you see people every day on social media who spend all their time in other people's business. You know, you see people on social media always talking about how good men ain't no more good men or people won't do this or people won't do that. No, they won't do it for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. You know, ain't no good men out there trying to date you. Ain't no good women out there willing to listen to you and follow you. You know, so you keep trying to make it about everybody else, but really it's about you. You know, ain't no jobs out there for you. You know, and that's what it looks like. And you can see it all throughout social media because when life is good, you don't know what's going on in the world. Girl, I don't know. I've been, ooh, I've been, I just been on such a high. We went on vacation, you know, and then we came home, you know, we had other stuff we need to do and I'm getting another, you know, deck put on my house and this going on and that's going on. And you just be in this state of euphoria and happiness and you don't know nothing about none of this other stuff. You don't know nothing about, you know, Six-figure high-value men. You don't know nothing about, you know, getting food out because it's not on your radar. But when you unhappy, all you are is somebody who's consuming more negativity and putting more negativity out there. You know, again, having positive self-talk and a positive attitude and being an ethical, honorable, high-character person attracts other ethical, honorable high character people you know but if you're out here looking for somebody to give you something that you're not willing to do the work to get yourself or do the work to keep then you're always going to end up never getting it you know you i mean and i look at men you know men always talk about women not want to submit but if you're not a good leader who's gonna submit to you 
Now, if you don't have a plan and you're not a high character individual who's trustworthy, how am I then going to trust you with my life? Trust you with my finances, trust you with my time, energy, and effort. If you are not a good leader, if you're not a truth teller, if you're not a hard worker. So you want a person who's high character, honorable, talented person to follow you to where? Hmm. There ain't no women out there. They don't want to be submitting. You know, she might submit if you were more honorable. Because I've never had a problem with somebody following me because I keep my word. If I say I'm going to do it, I do it. You know, I never have a problem with people following me, you know, because I'm not trying to tear them down. I'm not trying to get over on them. I'm not trying to make them feel bad. I'm not judging them. So you're never going to hear me say, well, yeah, you know, these modern day women. You know, because if you treat people right, normally the right people will treat you right too. And the wrong people will be repelled by the way you live. So they won't even be in your circle because they can't stand the light. Hmm. So it really becomes more about how you deal with yourself, how you hold yourself accountable, how you talk to you. Because if you get you right, then all of a sudden, people enjoy being around you. But if you bitter and you negative and that don't make no sense and you need to do this and don't nobody ever do that and don't nobody ever want to do this for me. Now, all of a sudden, positive people start exiting in the room. Yeah. Because I got news for you. You'll never be a happy person and an unhappy person in the same room. You'll see two happy people or two unhappy people. Because one is going to have influence over the other. You know, So if you're the happy person with the unhappy person, they're going to make you miserable. To the point where you unhappy too. If you're the happy person and you stay happy, either one or two things happen. Either you got to get them happy and they're going to get happy too. Or one of y'all got to leave. So by just changing your outlook, all of a sudden you might be the light that runs off all of the darkness around you. and makes room for stuff to grow. You know, your finances grow, your peace increases, you know, your opportunities start to come finally. All because now, instead of complaining, you honoring yourself. You know, you, you're a positive, hardworking, ethical human being. You ain't trying to get over on people. So that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to get you to the point where your money good, your health good, and your peace is good as well. You know, because that's the only thing that's going to change the world. That's the only thing that's going to change our communities. You know, that's the only way your kids are going to survive. So, you know, beloved, that's where we at. You know, hopefully you get on board each and every week and, and let country, you know, guide you. Now, I'm going to be here every Wednesday. No matter whether I'm, you know, out of town, in town, I'm, I'm going to give you an hour of my time for sure. That's my word. All right. Well, let's try to remember to speak positive, saying things like I would never meet the right person because I'm always at home or I would never meet the right person because I'm too fat or I can't fit in my clothes or I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, we are always lowering ourselves, right? So we need to start giving ourselves some credit and stop looking at ourselves in that light. Um, and then don't violate your core values. Honor your words. Actions speak. How are you aligning with your actions? Self-talk is the most important conversation of your life. 
And God wants us in a position of more. Stop selling yourself short. And so this is the intro to Be Well, My Beloved Wednesday. And on that note, if you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. you. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Peace.